Doesn't it seem like sometimes things kind of pop up in our lives that just cause trouble for us, that just kind of make us crazy, that kind of just live to kind of just take the normal things that we do and make them harder? You know what I'm saying? I'm kind of like, like certain things in life just happens that you're trying to go out through your day and just something comes up and it really just messes with your joy. It messes with you personally. And you're just like, I cannot even focus. Um, that is something that is happening in my life right now. And, uh, it's in my apartment. Um, I, I moved into apartment. It's it's in the basement and it's an awesome thing. I have my own zone. Like I said, in the last time I spoke and, um, the, the only drawback is this, is that there's these things called, I'm not sure what the exact name is, but they're called spider crickets. You ever, you know what I'm talking about? Is anyone, it's like, they're like, they, they're this, they're this big. They can range from this big to anything, but, um, they are like a spider. They look like a spider, but not only are they a spider, but they can jump like higher than me. So one time I was sleeping and uh, having a dream, and I just felt something on my neck, and I grabbed whatever it was and threw it, and I, and I, and I, and I knew what it was immediately because I have such a hatred for them. So I stood up, and I'm like, mm, and I ran to the corner, and it was gone. And the thing I don't like about these things is that they can, that if you have one shot to kill them or they're gone, they just disappear. They hop and they fly away. So my friend Brendan, he's, he's very like, I don't want to kill a bug. I'll put it on a paper and get it outside. Me, I'm just, I slam a paper towel on it and just squeeze its guts into whatever because I don't care. Because here's the thing. I'm, I believe this. If I crush this guy, kill him, that it's a message to the others that they're not welcome. <laughs> I'm still kind of shooken up about that. Tonight we're talking about things that kind of just pop up in our life to make us crazy. Um, and uh, if, if you don't know what I'm talking about tonight, um, good things can also kind of ruin your life too a little bit, if you know what I'm talking about. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, have you ever been to Burger King? Anyone? Um, when you go to Burger King, um, for me, uh, it's, you know, Burger King, cool. Um, it's great and all, but then shortly thereafter, I'm forced to take the throne, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> for those of you who are sitting there saying, wait, well, this gruntled look on your face, like, What's, what is he talking about? Sit on the throne. It should click in a couple of seconds. Oh, the toilet. Yeah, so Burger King's kind of like sin. Um, it's great coming down. Ruins your life thereafter. Uh, okay. Um, but in all seriousness tonight, um, there are things in life that kind of come up, that kind of pop into our life that, 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 if we're honest, we don't really deal with great. Um, things happen, and, and we lose our joy quickly. We lose our grace quickly. And tonight, I kind of want to talk about how to deal with that, how to go in that direction. Um, I was talking to Jamie earlier this week, and she sent me a text. She's like, hey, what are you, what are you talking about? Because I'm going to be leading the band this week, but she did an awesome job. Just give her a round of applause. So it's hard to lead without an instrument. She did a great job. Um, and so she's like, hey, what are you, what are you talking about? And I, honestly, I worked like so much last week on a message, and um, I just kind of threw it out because it just it didn't seem like it was fitting. And so I, I just was like, honestly, Jamie, I have no idea. So I went home, and I'm sitting there, and I'm praying. I'm saying, God, you know, what do you want me to speak about? That's always so hard, you know. Uh, and so I, I kind of just came across this one verse, and I was just thinking about my own struggles in life, and I was thinking about just kind of where I was at, and this verse, I'm like, wow, that's a really cool verse. It's awesome. And I kind of shut it and put it away, and then I really just felt like God was like, no, I, I want you to talk about this verse. And so um, before we put it up on the screen, um, 
It's, it's in the book of Jonah. Very strange that I came across it, but it's in the book of Jonah. And basically, if you know the story, Jonah disobeys God. He runs away from God and says, look, you want me to do this one thing? Well, I'm going to do something different. He's, he's on a ship, and the ship, it, it, there's a huge storm, and he's kind of re- feeling responsible. Kind of like, okay, well, these people are going to die, and it's going to be my fault. So throw me overboard. Throws him overboard, and he gets swallowed by a fish, probably like a whale of some kind. Now, I don't know about you, but if you're in the belly of a whale you're probably going to die, just saying. Like, typical situation, you can laugh, that's okay, because it's never going to happen, I pray. If it does, just call us on your cell phone, we'll, we'll pray, you, pray you to death. Um, anyway, um, but then, so he's in the stomach of this fish, and I feel like if you're going to pray something at the end of your life, um, you're not going to lie, uh, or at least what you think the end of your life is going to be. You're not going to make anything up, you're not going to try to put on a show, you're going to pray something that is extremely genuine. And this one line that he says is extremely honest, and I think it, it kind of sums up, and it's going to be like the diving board that you and I kind of can jump off of into the topic we're going to talk about tonight. And this is what it says in Jonah 2.8, those who cling to worthless idols forfeit the grace that could be theirs. I remember just reading that, I'm like, wow, that's an awesome verse. I never thought of it like that. And then God's like, no, I, w- I want you to read it again. And he said, those who cling to worthless idols forfeit the grace that could be theirs. And so I kind of began to think about, wow, you know, there's things going on in my life right now that I'm not really handling so good. There's, there's issues that come up, and I look at my friends, and I look at um, the people of the world, like that just things are just so hard, and, and, and there's not a lot of grace, if we think about it. When things happen, don't we bug out? Don't we freak out? Um, the other day, yesterday actually, um, we went to go see Hillsong. That's, that's the cool hat. Um, and so on the way there, we were caught in traffic, and I had uh, my iPhone, which was awesome, and we, I, was, I have an app where you can sing into it, and it gives it auto-tune and beat. So we were just singing about people as they, they walked by, like, I'm like, pretzel man, you know, and, uh, you know, and they were all, like, looking around, because like, we're, again, stuck in traffic in the city, so there's, like, city on both sides of us, which is awesome. And so we finally get up to this girl who's next to us in the car, and she's just sitting there. She looks really upset. So I'm thinking, okay. I can entertain her because I, I can do this. So I, I, I have one hand on the stereo and one hand on my phone, and I lower the volume, and I just kind of motioned her to, to, to lower down her window. And so she lowers down her window, goes, hey, can I just ask you a question? And she goes, yeah. Like, and I just jack up the volume on the radio and go, and all of a sudden it's all auto-tuned, and there's a beat. I'm like, can I sing to you? Whoa, can I sing to you? And I just start singing to this woman, and she's like all like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then I, I just lowered it real quick and because everyone in the car was laughing. I'm like, hey, I just, just wanted to make your day feel better because... You know, traffic is horrible. And she's like, yeah, thanks. And, you know, it was funny. I don't know. It was, I thought it was hilarious, you know. But I think the truth is this, is that even in the world, like even when things are happy and, and, you're, and sometimes when it really boils down to, there's just, there's just a lot of, of hurt. There's a lot of uh, pain. There's a lot of just people not knowing what to do in life because I believe tonight that, that there's not a lot of grace, and so what is idolatry? Idolatry is an extreme love and reverence for something. And see, if we're honest tonight, that all of us at one point or another, or even right now, have these things that we put before God. And the question I want to ask in light of this verse is, man, could it be that we're clinging to worthless idols, and that's why you and I don't have the grace we need sometimes to get through tough situations? Now, I know what you're thinking right now, because this is exactly what I was thinking when I felt like I was supposed to talk a message about idolatry. You're like, great, just not another message about idolatry. 
Because because we, we've all heard these messages before, you know, and the thing is we don't really like them, and here's why. Here's why I believe we don't like these messages. Number one is because so many times that we, we kind of know what we're struggling with. So, you're, so when I say idols, there's things in your mind right now that you're like, yeah, Andrew, I know I'm struggling with that. And what happens? You feel convicted or you feel kind of guilty. And so we don't like to be reminded of that. And number two, the reason why we don't is because most times that these messages are spoken, they're not really helpful. They just kind of isolate, hey, this is what you're going through and just get rid of it and we'll see you next week. And so tonight, I, I, my goal is to try to make this as clear as possible. And I feel like I, I will fail to some degree, so try to track with me um, with this. But I believe tonight that as we really understand what this is in our life, that it would really help. Because here's the thing. You're, normally when we do these messages, it's like, I just want you to think of that one thing. What is that one thing that is holding you back from God? And every day, I, you've probably heard this statement before in church. What is that one thing that's holding you back from God? Just think of that one thing. And see, I think it's awesome to be able to kind of to look at ourselves, to look at our hearts, to look at what's not going right in our lives and to see what we struggle with. I think it's important that we realize what they are. But I think the problem is, is every time we focus on that one thing, we begin to make every issue in our life kind of revolve around that. That almost we begin to believe, okay, well, if this one thing was out of my life, then everything kind of would just fall into place. But if I had a magical ability tonight to be able to take away the one thing you struggle with that you believe would hold you back from God, I believe that would all your problems be solved? No, I don't think so. Because here's the thing. We can't just name idols and kind of put them on a spiritual hit list, you know what I'm saying, and try to get rid of them. Because our, de- our issue is deeper than that when it comes to idolatry. I was talking to one of my friends who was recently married, and he was in one of my community groups, and he kind of was saying, look, man, I, I've been really struggling with lust, and my whole life I've been trying to just really put it aside, put it aside, you know, keep pure and, and keep my mind right. And, you know, after he gets married, he kind of doesn't, you do have to worry about it, but you know what I'm saying. Let's be mature and move on. Um, so he, <laughs> we got a laugh. Um, but now he, he comes up to me, he's like, bro, he's like, now that I'm married, and that's not as much of an issue anymore, he's like, I thought it was all about that. I thought once I got rid of that one thing, that then that would be good. And he's like, but now I'm realizing that I'm selfish. And, and, I, and, I'm, and I couldn't even see it before because I was so concerned about one thing. And so when it comes to idolatry and when it comes to things in our life, man, we can go nuts trying to trim branches. Isn't that true? Oh, man, I'm just really lustful. Let me just take care of my lust. Oh, no, I'm really selfish. Let me take care of that. Oh, no, I'm idolizing that sport. I'm idolizing this one thing or or pornography or whatever it may be. We try to tackle it one at a time. But the problem is, is that we're still, our heart is still craving idols. And so can we afford just cutting the branches or is there something deeper that we can get at today, because I believe tonight, as we kind of get into what we want to get into, we're going to have an answer. And see, what's at stake tonight is this. A lot of us trade our joy a lot of times. I, I'm so guilty of this. I, I have I've had no joy lately, if I'm honest. I'm right in the middle of this struggle. And we trade our joy and the grace that God wants to give us. Not because God is trying to smite us, not because God's not happy with us, but think of it this way. Idolatry is kind of like a garden hose, in a sense, a foot on a garden hose. If you turn on a garden hose, what happens? Water just flows through. But if you put your foot on that gar- garden hose, it stops the flow. 
And I think tonight, many of us, the reason why we feel so alone, the reason why we feel so angry and fill in the blank, whatever that is tonight, it's probably because of the idols in our life that we are forfeiting the grace that God wants to give us. And if you're not a follower of Jesus tonight and you're still trying to figure out this whole faith thing, we're, first of all, we're glad you're here. And maybe you're saying, well, this sounds like behavior modification, like do this and, and change your life and follow the rules and you're good and God would love you. But tonight it's not about that. And it's quite the opposite. It's trying to get so clear so that we can be able to enjoy all that God wants to do in our lives. And so tonight, that's what I want. So the name of the message is called One Thing, but I don't want to focus on the one thing that's holding us back from God. But I want to focus on the one thing that can save our relationship with him. And I'm going to boil it down to just one easy point tonight that we can all walk away with so that I believe as we adapt this saying into our heart, that man, when it comes to idolatry in our life, we'll see a lot of things change. And so we're going to be in 1 Corinthians 10. And uh, if you have your Bible, you can join us with that. Paul is writing a letter to the church. So Paul, the apostle Paul, he's writing a letter to the church in Corinth. And these people, they were abusing their freedom. They're like, yay, Jesus. But they're like, we're going clubbing. You know, it was like, it was kind of like, yay, Jesus, but we're going to clap some guys with our fists, which punch, I guess it's ghetto for that. I don't know. I should take off the the fitted. I'll get beat up. Um, So these people were like one foot in the world and one foot in the church. And so what Paul was saying was like, okay, well, look, they, you guys don't get it. So I'm lovingly going to explain it to you. So he wrote this letter. And in this letter, before we get to what we're going to talk about, um, Paul reminds him, says, look, do you remember your, your ancestors, the history of, of the people in your life? You know, your great, great, great grandfather, however far that goes back, who hung out with Moses. You know what I'm saying? All your family members. So these people had family members that were hanging out with Moses. And saying, do you remember what they were doing? And they're like, well, they were doing the same things, you know, except Jesus didn't wasn't there yet okay so they were involved in idolatry they were involved in in immorality and all of these things that that are evil okay and what did god do to them and i can imagine this conversation going back and forth the people that paul is writing to going well well god god destroyed them god god judged them because of the idolatry that was in their lives and so paul's kind of saying look Nothing is different now. And so he, he kind of reminds them of that circumstance, and then he begins his letter. I'm sorry for the boring background, but we're going to get into it right now. 1 Corinthians 10, 14, he says, Therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. I speak as to wise men. You judge what I say. Is not the cup of blessing which we bless a sharing in the blood of Christ? Is not the bread which we break a sharing in the body of Christ? And so we got a, a lot to unpack here. And so he's saying, therefore, my beloved, flee from my die. Therefore, because of what your ancestors did, who they, they just freaked out, they did what they wanted, it went bad for them. Learn and flee from that. And he's reminding them, he's saying, uh, just like, it's kind of common sense here because when you look at communion, when you take communion as a church, you're reminded of, of, the, of what Jesus has done for you, that the bread and the, and the blood, um, the, the wine and the blood represent um, the blood that Jesus was, that spilt and the, the body that was broken. And so he, basically what, he, what Paul is saying is this. He's saying that when you take communion... You're reminded of the fact that, that Christ died and gave you freedom. 
that you're able to now enjoy the benefits of a, of a relationship with God that is fixed, that is pure. And he was saying, look, that what, what your ancestors did, that was wrong. But, but today it still is wrong. Just because Jesus can cover those things doesn't make it any different. And he's saying, but how much more that now that we have Jesus, why would you want to push away the benefits of Christ and forfeit the grace that God wants to give you for just a stupid idol? And see, for us tonight, where, how does that relate? Maybe some of us tonight need to realize that in your struggle, in, in what you idolize and in what you're trying to fix or whatever that may be tonight, that, that we have Jesus. And see, Paul reminds them and says, look, flee from idolatry because you have Jesus to help you do that. You have Jesus who wants to cover your sins, who wants to pull you out of this. And so many times you're so focused on, on, on what you want and you think that God doesn't want you, but, but he died for you. So don't miss out on that. When I was younger, um, this is going to be hard. It's going to be very hard. When, it was, when I was younger, I was a pushover. Um, and um, I was pretty much as big as I am now then. In se- well, well, okay, not when I first came out. That'd be weird. Um, but in, in seventh grade, I'm talking about seventh grade, um, I had some really great friends. And when I say great, I mean they were horrible. Um, so basically what would happen is, is I would hang out and they would invite me over. And basically I was, as big, again, as big as I am now then. And they were like, you know, yay. I don't know how. I don't remember. Um, and what they would do is they would, they would invite me over to beat me up. It was, it was great. So basically because I was, I was tougher, it was them two. They knew jiu-jitsu, and they would beat me up. And they would, like, they would throw me around the trampoline, and it was just a lot of fun. No, it wasn't. One time they tied me to a um, lawn chair, and they let me out on the front yard. Um, well, they didn't, they, I was tied to the chair, um, and I was screaming for help, as, and they hid as neighbors came by, and I was... Awesome. Um, another time, they made fun of me on the bus. Um, they, they found out the girl I liked and said, hey, Megan, Andrew likes you. Still upset about that. Um, another time, they poured pee on me. Don't, I don't even want to get there. Legitimate pee. I fell asleep first at the sleepover. That wasn't fun at all. Um, I actually used to mow lawns, and they would steal the money that the, la- that the lady would leave out for me. So I had some really awesome friends growing up. Um, they were, you know, and I think you're, you know, it's, it's funny now, and we were just kids. I, I forgive them today. Um, but as I think back onto that, I, I almost wonder, like, why was I hanging out with those people? You know, like, 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 they were horrible. Like, they shot me with a BB gun, too. That was good, too. They said it wouldn't hurt. You know, I was a dumb kid. They're like, yeah, go ahead. Stand really far away. Ah! You said it wouldn't hurt. It did. You know, I hung out with them because I wanted them to like me. Oh, that's sad. They didn't. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I think all of you today, would, if you were a parent, you'd be like, why are you hanging out with those horrible kids? And the truth is tonight is this, is that idolatry is just, it's kind of like a horrible friend. It's like, yeah, you can get pleasure uh, of hanging out with them and, and enjoying them, but when it ultimately comes down to it, it humiliates you, it ruins you, it corrodes you. It doesn't build you up. It may, it may be good some days, but ultimately it's just it's a horrible thing. And see, tonight, we need to realize that. 
Because here's the thing, and I know we know this, but when you think about your idols, think about, think about some, some of us struggle with, with pornography in this room. That's, that's okay. Well, we're going to talk about that for a second. When was the last time that that satisfied you, that that, that that filled you up where you said, I don't feel alone. I feel loved. I feel great. Has your idol ever done that for you? Or, or what about those of us in the room who, who there's a sport or there's a school event and we just got to, we got to perform at a high level and we got to, we kind of idolize our future and idolize the things that we got to get done and our identity is wrapped up in things other than what they should be. And, and it all comes down to just, I need to perform, I need to perform. But the problem is, is that there's always going to be another game. There's always going to be another test that we need to take. It's almost like, like life is like one big game of temple run. You never win. <laughs> no matter how far you get, the goal just keeps getting higher and higher. And, and idolatry tonight is, is us living for our own glory. It's us saying, this is what I want. I'm going to get it, even if it kills me, even if it hurts me. And this is why God is so against idolatry. This is why we see in the Bible him judging it so hard, because he's trying to say to his children who he loves, Guys, I love you too much for you to have these things in your life that will purge and destroy your life. And so Paul in this letter continues and he's addressing some certain things, but then he continues in the next part and he says this in 23. All things are lawful, but not all things are profitable. All things are lawful, but not all things edify. And so what he's getting at here is he's saying, look, Paul's not saying let's go nuts. Let's, you know, do whatever we want. But what Paul is saying is, look, there's a lot of gray areas sometimes. And just because the Bible doesn't say it's wrong doesn't mean that we should do it. He's saying, look at your life. Look at everything that you're involved in. Does it, it either builds you up or takes you down. And see, so many times you and I were blind to our idols. We're blind to the things in our life that kind of destroy our life because maybe they're not bad things. School's not a bad thing, but we can make it an idol. Friendship is a bad thing. A relationship's not necessarily a bad thing, but we can make all of these things idols in which, in which destroy and purge our life. So Paul's just saying, look, everything's good. Jesus can cover anything. But that doesn't mean that everything is good for you. And so he kind of challenges. So, so as we're kind of going through this night, we need to understand just a few things about it before we can get to this one thing. Before we can understand what we're supposed to do, we need to understand the gravity and importance of what, this, what idolatry can actually do. And so the conversation begins to change a little bit in verse 24. He says, let no one seek his own good, but that of his neighbor. And I remember when I read that, it kind of hit me like, what is idolatry anyway? But it's being so consumed with what you want. So consumed at, at what you want to get or, or what you have and you just want to keep doing that or, or whatever it may be. But it's a lot of me, 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 me. That's what idolatry really is. And so Paul is trying to steer our, our minds and say, look, don't focus on yourself. And I think that's the problem that a lot of our, when we try to attack these different struggles we go through, we're so focused on the darkness and the sin of our situations that we, we stay in darkness and we stay in sin. But what if tonight, what if tonight we switched our focus 
We stopped seeking our own good, but we, but we looked beyond. Because breaking free from idolatry starts with looking beyond ourselves. And some of the worst days I've ever had in my life is when I was focused on myself. Isn't that true? You ever have like a horrible day and it was just like, you, if you're honest with yourself, you're like, man, I think I just made it all about me and that's why it today kind of stunk. But some of the greatest days I've had were just focused on anything but myself, focused on God. And so as we're wrapping up here tonight, um, Paul finally gives us a verse of scripture that I believe is, is gonna, gonna help us. And we've heard this before, but I want you to just let it hit your heart in a new way. And verse 31 is this, whether then you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. See, tonight we can focus on our own idolatry. We can focus on our own wants and desires, all we want, but it's gonna make us miserable. But when we take our, our eyes off of ourselves and put it onto the one thing that can save us, Man, everything changes. Everything becomes completely different. And so tonight, I just want to leave us with that, this one thing. And it's this, that living for our own glory never satisfies. But living for God's glory completely satisfies. So what do we do with this message? It's, it's all over the place, right? Man, what if we begin to look beyond ourselves? Every morning that we woke up and instead of saying, man, I really struggle with this, man, I, I'm really beaten up about this. And we just said, man, how can I live for God's glory today? How can I live to serve others today? And, and what if our focus was off of ourselves? I believe as time goes on that our idolatry problem or the way our heart has kind of bent to just want what we want and only go for that would slowly begin to break. And I believe tonight as, as we begin to look at Christ and we begin to look at what he wants to do in our lives that he will pull us through and pull us out. And so tonight, maybe tonight wasn't so super interesting. Maybe tonight wasn't so, wow, that's new. But my challenge is this, is that you guys would just hit pause on your life. Begin to think on the issues. Think on the, on the things going on in your heart. And then beyond that, allow God to change that, to know that you have Jesus. To know that, that he loves you, that he covers your sin even when you're, when you're making mistakes, when, when, it, when life is hard, he's there to carry you through. Because living for our glory never satisfies, but living for God's glory completely satisfies. Let's just pray tonight. God, we, we thank you that no matter where we find ourselves in our struggles, that you love us. God, that no matter what we, we're going through in this moment, what, what's going through our head, God, that you, you died so that we wouldn't have to feel the guilt. God, you want to take away guilt tonight. You want to reach into our hearts, God, and, and remove, God, anything that would prevent us from you. 
And God, I pray tonight that we wouldn't feel burdened or we wouldn't feel unworthy, God, but we thank you that we would thank you that because we have Jesus, though we are not considered worthy in of ourselves, through Jesus we're considered worthy. Though there's nothing good in us alone, but God, because of Jesus, that we can be excited. God, we can have a hope because you deposit good things in us. And so God, whatever idols are in the way of our heart, I pray that we would just stop focusing on what we're not good at and focusing on you and allow you to take those things and deal with those things and, and wean those things out of our hearts, God, that, that, that we would be able to enjoy, God, your grace again. God, I pray for those who are burdened tonight, who feel alone tonight, who feel rejected tonight. God, I pray that they would feel loved. I pray, God, that your presence would wrap around them, God. And as we go into this worship time, as we exalt you, as we lift your name up, God, that it wouldn't be about ourselves, God, but it would be about you. Because in the light of all that you are, God, our struggles fade away. Our idols just completely fail and fall. And so, God, I pray, Lord, that you would just wrap around us now and do the impossible in our hearts. And we thank you. We pray this in your name, Jesus.